Welcome to HR Latte, your connection to all things HR. Today's great HR department is foundational for today's successful business. Listen in as host Rayanne Thorne gets personal with practitioners and technologists, experts and thought leaders who care about the world of human resources. And now for your next cup of talent management, whipped to perfection. Hey everybody, welcome back to HR Latte and my series, Bullying in the Workplace. My special guest on this series has been Catherine Matice, who is the co-author of Back Off Your Kick-Ass Guide to Ending Bullying in the Workplace. Catherine is a former HR professional that has spent a great deal of time at the last 12 years studying up on bullying in the workplace and is an expert on this topic and speaks and presents. And I'm very happy to have her as a guest on the show. Thank you, Catherine, for joining us again on this series for HR Latte. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Give us a brief background on yourself, and then we're going to jump right into this next episode. Yeah, as you said, I've been studying bullying for a long time. I was a director of HR and uh, experienced bullying and started getting my master's degree at the time and ended up doing all of my research in grad school on that topic and have just been obsessed with it ever since and um, wrote my master's thesis on bullying and dedicated it to the post-it Nazi, which is what we called the bully I heard. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I've traveled the world speaking on the topic and working with all shapes and sizes of uh businesses. So the post-it Nazi. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have worked with a few bullies that don't think they're bullies. And um, actually one bully drove me out of a, a really wonderful work situation. I think I shared that in episode one. And so this is a common thing that is happening in the workplace. Although I don't think it's addressed enough or talked about enough. In our last episode, we talked about some apps. We'll list those also in the, the bio of section of this particular podcast so that those of you listening have an opportunity to, to see some software, some technology that's out there that's also addressing this particular issue in the workplace. This podcast, we're going to talk about higher education. Before we jump into that particular part of this episode, I want to talk about the cost of workplace bullying. Catherine, in your book, the, the last chapter actually addresses this. And I would love for you to give us an overview. We know what it does mentally. We know what it does to individuals. We know what it does to work productivity. But what is the overall cost, the true cost of bullying in the workplace? So I'll give you a few kind of big general numbers. So the American Psychological Association says that they think abusive behaviors at work cost businesses about $300 billion annually in just, just in America. There's two researchers that are huge in the workplace bullying world, uh, Charlotte Rayner and Laura Lee Keishley. They put out an article. They estimated that an organization of 1,000 people, it would cost about a million dollars a year. And that's just not including litigation. So that cost, they're talking about turnover. They're talking about losing talent, you know, people, good people leaving. Customers sometimes get bullied. So you might lose customers over it. You know, all that wasted time and wasted productivity that goes into the cost. So these, you know, there's a ton of estimates out there in terms of how much bullying might cost. What I would recommend if you're curious about that question for your own organization is literally just pull up a blank Excel sheet and start brainstorming. Let's see, I spent five hours yesterday counseling someone who felt, you know, who felt bullied. So how much did that cost between right. the two of us wasting time? And how much time have I spent dealing with the turnover because of this person? And how much, you know, so you can literally just 
kind of start brainstorming. What have we spent on this? And you can come up with a number for your own organization and then know that it's probably low because you probably miss things, you know? So I actually on my website and I, I can provide it to you to, to post there with the podcast, I've got a, a worksheet that helps you kind of figure out what the cost is to your own organization. And I recommend doing that if you're going to make a case to your leaders about solving bullying. Great. We'll put that in the bio section of the website to a link to that on your website so that listeners can find out more. So this particular episode on workplace bullying is we're going to address higher education and what HR in higher education or academia can do to stave it off, to avoid it, to prevent it, to address it and fix it if, if there is an issue in your workplace, in particular in higher education. So when I think about higher ed, Catherine, it feels like it's its own entity. It's its own city, its own community. There are so many different departments. You've got mm-hmm. different members of staff that are doing different things to make sure the campus is safe, to make sure the campus looks good, to make sure that students get to where they need to be going, that they're counseled on the things that they need to be counseled on, and that, of, of course, that they are taught the things that they need to do in order to be successful in obtaining their degrees and then moving on into careers that pertain to their degrees. Hopefully, that's not always the case, but mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, that's that's the effort. That's where we what we want to see. So, mm-hmm. it, like a city, similar to health. Healthcare, same thing. We talked about um, healthcare in our last episode. So there must be different kinds of factors in higher ed that contribute to bullying. Can you address some of those and tell us what those might be? Yeah. So as I had mentioned in the last episode, there are some factors that actually healthcare and education have in common and those things allow bullying to thrive. So one is bureaucracy. That's a a huge thing. So when you have an organization that's slow moving, there's a lot of hoops to jump through. There's a lot of paperwork and, you know, millions of offices required to get one thing done. You know, that's bureaucratic and that allows bullying to thrive for a few reasons. One is that it's easy to hide behind, you know, in all of the muddying of all of the stuff that bureaucracy creates. And two, the because there's all these forms and documents and things and processes, it's easy to bully with corporate tools that have been provided. So bureaucracy definitely is a problem. Same as healthcare, there's a lot of smart people there who don't want to be told you're wrong or don't, aren't interested in necessarily collaborating. You've got a lot of tenured people, people who have been there forever. And also similar to healthcare, you know, a, a job at a university, at least for professors, often includes sort of holding power over students. And that certainly can play out in relationships. I will tell you the number one problem that universities are up against is tenure. So that oh, is okay. always what it is. A professor is a complete bully. Everybody hates working with this person, but they're tenured and the organization they get feels, away with it. yep, they feel trapped. So that's really working against universities to have tenure. We're going to take a quick break, but I know that you've had experience as someone who has taught on a college campus. I'm guessing you may have a, a story or two to share. But when mm-hmm. we come back, we'll, we'll address that and talk a little bit about cyberbullying as well and how it is impacting college campuses, universities, and areas of higher learning. It is a pleasure to have Catherine Matice on HR Latte. We'll be right back after this quick message. HR Latte is brought to you by Dovetail Software, a SaaS-based HR case management and help desk solution to ease today's HR departments into tomorrow. Simple but powerful real-time employee engagement, knowledge management, 
and detailed analytics empower human resource departments and shared services teams to effectively handle any type of employee interaction. Dovetail Software by HR for HR. Hey everybody, and we are back. Quick shout out and thanks to Dovetail Software, as always, for their sponsorship of HR Latte. I love working for Dovetail. We're actually focusing on higher education, just released a white paper for higher ed HR professionals. And we'll be putting the link to that in this section, the bio section of this particular episode as well. Catherine Matice is my guest. She is the author of Back Off, Your Quick Kick-Ass Guide to Ending Workplace Bullying or Bullying at Work. Catherine, before the break, we talked a little bit about what goes on in higher education on campuses, the bullying that's taking place. I know that you've had experience teaching on a college campus. Is there a story you can share with us? Yeah, actually, I, I can share too. So originally, you had asked me before we came on here about whether or not students bully academics, you know, can it kind of go down that route? And I would say it absolutely can. I know a lot of people who have kind of felt bullied by students, and there's even research on that. So that was the story I was thinking of. Ah. Uh, I, I definitely have received some very nasty emails from students. And really? Some, yeah, usually you can curb it, but this one student was very relentless all semester. She just was, she, I think she hated me and she was under the impression I hated her. And I mean, it was really crazy. And I, I really didn't know how to help it because she, you know, they love, students love to threat that they're going to go to the dean and they're going to, you know, and they always feel like I'm going to take you down if you don't give me my way. <laughs> and it's, it's just crazy. And I think it's a millennial thing. You know, they feel like they, they don't have to earn their A. You're supposed to just give it to them. And that was, I think, the root of the problem. Oh, wow. You show up for class. You deserve an A. Oh, man, I get that all the time. They get, you know, can I get extra credit? I was here on time. You know, no, uh, you don't get extra credit yeah, for sorry. being here on time. But you get extra credit for doing something extra, you know? Yeah, that's that's normal. That's what you're supposed to do. So. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, also just in terms of my own personal experience, I've worked at a few different colleges here in San Diego where I live. And, and there's a difference in the culture. And some of the cultures are very negative. And it shows up in the emails that go around and it's like everybody who works there hates it. And oh. it just, it's, you know, it's this cycle of negativity. So of course people feel bullied and they feel negative because every time they open up their email, it's another negative message from someone else and versus other college campuses where I've worked and it's very positive and the email chains going around are always very positive and hey, come support this club, come, you know, come join us. And just really a reminder that culture plays a huge role in whether or not you're going to have bullying on your campus. So it's interesting you talked about email. And um, my next question centers around cyberbullying, the internet. How has social media affected bullying in the workplace, in particular on college campuses where there are often chat boards and areas where students can hang out and either comment or message their instructors or deans or associate deans or anybody else that they have to communicate with? And then also a messaging back and forth between colleagues, campus colleagues. So how is cyberbullying or the onset of social media, everything social today, had an impact on bullying? You know, it, it really has increased the opportunity to bully 10,000 fold. And, you know, one, you can 
now receive bullying any time of day, any time of night. Whereas before I go to work and I deal with my horrid coworker, but then at least I can come home and get away from them. But now there's social media. So if I check my Facebook or my email on my phone, there that person might be, you know, in my life. So it doesn't go away. It makes the bullying much more relentless. And then also there's this weird feeling of that I'm anonymous behind my computer screen. Yeah. And so we're more, much more inclined to say things online or, you know, on our cell phone that we would never, ever, ever say, say in person. Face. Never, never. Yeah, I'm, I'm never, shocked ever. by some of the things that I see on Facebook or Twitter or uh, different areas of social media where people have said things to or about colleagues and they, they feel no remorse or no accountability. For it. Because so. yeah, because there's no empathy to be had when I'm typing into a computer. You know, right. I don't. So I don't feel empathy. Or I say I as an example. A- right. Anybody doesn't feel right. empathy. Right. Right. And so yeah, there is. There's no remorse. And then when they're called out on it, it's kind of like, well, what do you mean? And it's because they can't see the other person's face. It's just fascinating to me. So what might be a particular type of bullying that's going on on college campuses between? colleagues, so within a staff, within a department? What I hear of a lot is people fighting over processes and curriculums and how things are supposed to be, essentially. You know, it's it's ultimately people are having disagreements over how the university should be run, what the processes are, and, and how are we holding students accountable, you know, so it's all around that stuff. And ultimately, conflict and bullying are different, so I don't want to give that impression, but what happens is conflicts escalate into bullying, where one, you know, conflict is about disagreement, but one person starts to overpower the other person or people, and then it becomes bullying. And, you know, as you said, you've got all these tenured people who are just so invested in the university because they've been there for so long, and they really feel like they know how it's supposed to be and how dare anybody, you know, go against that. And so, so how do you address, how do you address that? How do you get past somebody who's tenured and, and make sure that they understand that you can't act that way, you can't talk that way, you can't address somebody that way, and they just say, I can do whatever I want. What are you going to do? You can't fire me. You know, that's a real uh, misnomer about what tenure is about. Tenure was created to allow professors to speak openly about their points of view without being fired. Ah. Um, so it was meant that the tenure is in the spirit of free thinking. So now you have all these tenured people who really push out anybody who's not thinking in the way they're thinking. And it just because someone is a tenure, it doesn't mean they're unfireable. They still have to follow corporate policies. So to answer your question to the HR people listening, if you have a tenured person who's sexually harassing a staff member and uh, you know overtly going after a, a someone sexual harassment wise, what's the answer to that question? Do you fire that tenured employee? And the answer is yes. You do an investigation. You go through the process, and if it turns out they are sexually harassing someone they get fired. No different with workplace bullying. So you have policies in place that prohibit bullying in some way, shape, or form. Look through your corporate policy handbook and they're there. And it's the same exact thing. So just because someone's tenured, it doesn't mean that they're not able to be fired. If they're doing something that goes against your corporate policies, they are able to be fired, you know? (laughs) Catherine, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show to talk about workplace bullying. Is there any last advice you can give to human resource professionals that work in higher education? Yes. The, what I would say is 
put it out there that you're aware of workplace bullying and you're interested in putting a stop to it and you're interested in hearing about complaints and what's happening in in the university or the college so that you can address it. You can't address things you don't know about. So people aren't reporting things to you because they don't know what your reaction will be. So let them know that you're open and start solving the problem. Great advice. How can our listeners reach out to you, Catherine, if they're interested in learning more about your advice for how to conquer and get past bullying in the workplace? Yep. You can find my website at civilitypartners.com. And I'm at Twitter at Kat Matice, which is just C-A-T-M-A-T-T-I-C-E. You can email me at Catherine at civilitypartners.com. So a lot of different ways to get a hold of me. You could just Google me and find me. I'm all over <laughs> all over the place. We'll, we'll list these in the bio section also. But Catherine, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show and talk about this topic. It's so important to talk about, especially in this day, day and age of discrimination, racism, you know, all those things that go with equality that we're fighting for today. So I really appreciate you taking the time and educating us on workplace bullying. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And we'll be back next time as we continue on HR Latte to address issues important to the human resource professional. Thanks for joining us today.